both freaks me out actually yoga I find kind of looking around the room okay what's next uh, what, where do I put my leg now I, and I kind of can't concentrate I can't get into the zone and there I don't have a zen within me that kind of is it wants to zen into the yoga yeah. and Power to Live More with Joe Dodds Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast all about productivity organization well-being energy and resilience I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name's Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today Joe's interviewing Faye Watts of Fuse Accountants LLP. Faye was recommended to Joe, or should it be the other way around, and Joe was recommended to Faye? I'm not sure. By an earlier podcast guest from number two, Paula Gardner, so they didn't actually know each other before the interview, but found a number of areas of joint interest as they went along. Faye Watts is one of the founding partners of Fuse Accountants, where she assists clients with the with tax planning and businesses development. Faye has been advising clients for over 15 years and has experienced working with a broad client base. Having worked for herself since her early 20s, she has developed a strong commercial and open-minded outlook and frequently writes about business and taxation matters for various publications. Faye also sits on various advisory boards and loves to help businesses flourish. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Faye Watts from Fuse Accountants. Hi Faye, thanks for joining me. Hi Joe. Great to have you here. So Thank start you. by telling me a bit about you, what you do and where you do it. Sure, um, I'm a tax specialist um, and I run my own accountancy practice. Um, I've been in the profession for about 15 years um, left the corporate world, the corporate world even, um, completely about five years ago to set up on my own. Um, and initially it was to set up, have a bit more work-life balance. Um, but of course, as time's progressed and I've built the practice up, brought on another staff, um, you know, got another partner on board, I've inevitably grown the practice and found it harder to have a bit more work-life balance and ended up you know, working full-time again. Um, but at least I don't have that sort of corporate Ness um, behind me, and it's and okay. I very much enjoy what I do. Um, I'm a very dedicated worker, so I've always found it hard to sort of slow down and and take a you know, breather. So the work-life balance didn't come very easy to me. I, I, my instinct was to go back to work and, and work full time. But at least working for myself, there's lots of room for sort of fun, personality, and and you know, able for me to live a normal life. So mm. as as corporate as it sounds, being in tax, it's actually very fun and energetic and enjoyable. 
Lovely, great. And where where do you do it? Where are you based? Or, or what, based what up in Highgate Village full time, um, yeah. but I often work from home. So I spend at least one day a week working from home. Um, and I'm just a little bit outside of, of North London. Um, so I have a very nice, easy commute. I gave up life in central London to work very much in leafy North London. Mm-hmm. Again, so it just be- so work life could become a bit more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a bit about your morning routine. I guess it'll be different depending on whether you're in the office or, or at home, um, or maybe it won't. So you know, tell us a yeah. bit about how that runs. Uh, well, I have to stick to a routine because I'm rubbish otherwise. Um, <laughs> and if I don't, I, I don't keep my day on track. Fortunately, my husband will just give me you know, a nudge in the morning because I'm, I'm absolutely useless at getting ready and getting myself out the door. And that, that's my biggest weakness. Once I'm up and I'm ready and I'm out, you know, I have quite a lot of self-discipline and, and kind of get my, my day um, going. Um, I schedule everything I do. So I tend to schedule, I have a routine in the mornings, I catch up on emails. Um, then I always make sure before lunch I work on one job to, to get it out the door. So that might be a client's tax return, some accounting, some advice, whatever that might be. Um, I, I make sure my days are productive. Um, then ensure that I've, kind of stuck to my goals it doesn't always go like that it's sort of imagine that graph that just goes nice and steady but actually there's loads of pitfalls and loads of kind of things that happen on the way there's always Mm. a phone call there's always something urgent that comes along which so things don't always go as planned but I'm very much about the discipline and scheduling things in your diary so as Mm. long as it's booked in the diary um then it has to get done and I also schedule my calls okay I was going to say I really like the idea of getting the one job before lunch done out of the door, as you as you put it. So yeah. that's sort of your your big things, or the things that are earning you money, I guess, particularly the the, yeah. the proper sort of fee earning. Exactly, of it's it's fee earning things um, work that I sort of make sure that I get done, whether it produces a, a fee at that point in time. But the thing is that it's generating, it's going towards the fee earning of that for that client, mm. um, and it's actual work rather than perhaps. Um, other stuff that could, I think, easily, yeah, yeah. busyness that could easily mm-hmm. distract you. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with my phone calls, that might be a phone call as well. I tend to schedule phone calls with clients for half an hour, an hour, if I know that they want to discuss something in detail, rather than get into the habit of allowing phone calls to interrupt the day and then you lose momentum. So again, I'll, I'll tend to book a phone call, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon, that I know that somebody wants to discuss something again, and that's part of our sort of the fee earning work, yeah. rather than mm-hmm. it be ad hoc. Mm-hmm. And so, does the routine differ when you're not actually leaving the house? So those days when you do work from home? No, it doesn't. Um, apart from the fact that I probably work first thing in my pajamas. Um, <laughs> other than that, um, I I don't like distractions in terms of when I'm at work. So I think when you're working, it's, it's important not to use the time to put the washing on in between or you know, decide to do an hour's of mining. Um, I think it's key that when you're working, you're working, no matter what environment you're in, that you still have dedicated um, time slots so that I know that maybe I start work on Wednesday a little bit later because I'm working from home. I don't have to get up as early, but I still have that clear deadline that I, I want to get a piece of work done mm. um, and that I clear my emails first thing. Um, so, so nothing really changes in that sense. And I, again, home, I won't work with a TV on. I won't um, kind of allow distractions of being at home, that's more a sort of comfort and a, a silence rather than the idea of being at home as a kind of I can do other things, if that makes yeah. sense. 
And you mentioned um, sort of leaving the corporate world to have more flexibility and then ending up growing your business so, you, so you're working sort of full-time again. So has that evolved? Were you less structured to begin with and realised that you needed to be? Yes, exactly that. So I started in a very, you know, very regimented. We have timesheets in the corporate world and you have to fulfil your seven hours a day um, and a lot more than that in real, real terms. Yeah. Um, and I sort of went to do a little bit of consultancy and I was doing ad hoc work and I thought, okay, this is great. I could see my mum. I could go shopping. I could, you know, do all the you know, things I wanted to do and have a bit of downtime. But actually, you find that the day just floats along and you don't get things done. And I'm quite a workaholic and I needed that discipline. I needed to get back to going, okay, I've got diarised appointments. I've got things to do. I've got commitments to clients. I've got deadlines. I think I needed that, and that's what sort of drove me back. Mm. But I still, where I, the difference is now for my work-life balance, when I go home, I go home, that's it, time out. Um, I have a personal trainer that I train with twice a week, and I do that within working hours. So I have a, a 9 a.m. on a, sub, a Friday morning and a 5 p.m. on a Monday evening. And the point of that is they're in working hours because they really are a disciplined time of my day. They're an appointment that I can't reschedule so that my evening time is my evening time. And mm. I, I, I have a very clear line between what is work and what is life. I really need to listen to that. I don't have clear lines. I'm very <laughs> poor at that. But then I, I justify it to myself the other way, which is that I do get to do some of the things in the day that uh, um, I want to do, but then I have to sort of push things into the evening. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a fair compromise. And, and mm. of course, I'm not perfect, and I do the same. And if there are things and other errands I need to run on my Wednesday, I kind of will compensate that by doing something either later into the day or working. Not so much, I won't push myself in the hours, but I just make sure that the time spent is dedicated and that I don't allow myself to pussyfoot around yeah. and do bits and pieces of nothing. Mm. So mm. I try to have that discipline that, okay, for sort of like as a reward or as compensation for Wednesday afternoon, I, you know, I had to buy a sink a few weeks ago. Um, so you know how to live, don't you? <laughs> exactly, exciting. <laughs> um, so in that time, you know, I, I booked out, okay, that time I've got to go and buy this sink and, and of course, I'm out of the office. But rather than going, well, okay, I've taken three hours off and I've got to make three hours up, it was what would I have done in that afternoon? Okay, I'll make sure I get that done on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I stick to sort of realistic goals rather than it just being okay. I've got to work myself to the ground because what's the point of owning your business if you're just going to work yourself to the ground? Yeah, yeah. So tell us a bit more about how you manage your tasks and your to-do list and your your time. You've obviously talked about scheduling things being very important to you and and that focus. Yeah. How do you? What else do you do? Well, I use um, I diarise everything wherever I can, and I've got to-do lists in every part of my life so I've got to do this personally I even have a list of all the restaurants I want to go to and and all the things I want to do and the countries I want to go to and the hotels I want to stay in but also from a daily point of view I break my task list down into sort of today's to-do list and maybe this month's or this year's so I have clear goals I mean using the word to-do list I think is a little bit harsh and it can be a bit bit draining you think I've got to do that Whereas perhaps having um, a year's goal list uh, or a goal plan or having um, today's priorities, kind of try and avoid the to-do list because I think that can feel really onerous. I use my tasks in my phone that links into my Outlook. Um, I use my notes as well in in my phone that then also links to Outlook. Um, And I use my diary to schedule times where where I need to do a certain job. So everyone in my 
um, team as well knows that I'm busy doing something or other so that they can either divert calls or reschedule certain things um, around my time as well. Mm. And, it, and it works. I think you, you've just got to be a bit strict with your time frame. Mm. That's the same yeah. with my personal training. Because it's in my diary, there's no flexibility there. I won't change it for meetings because that's so much an important part of my work as it is for my, sort of my focus and my health. So I leave that as an absolute you know, important yeah. meeting. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a bit more about the the health, keeping healthy thing. I mean, scheduling an exercise sort of tells me that um, you've you've got some focus on that already. Are there other things that you're doing around how you look after yourself, your sleep, your energy, your nutrition, that sort of thing? Yeah. Well, again, back in corporate world, I think you just work in a very cutthroat environment where you kind of eat to live and you work to live as well. And there's not a lot of living in that situation. So. Following on from that, when I went to a sort of non-structured environment of being more consultancy and doing a little bit of work, I started to eat at ad hoc times of the day. I was overeating, put on weight, um, and sort of neglected my my health and my body. And then now I've got to that full circle. I'm back to, okay, I work full-time, I'm disciplined and dedicated, but something switched for me in the last year where I had to really, really look inside myself and deal with my own self um, before I could take my business any way further in any event and looked at my health, my diet, my weight, managed to lose some weight and really focused this year on sort of mindfulness and stepping back from work and saying, okay, my health is just as important as my work because it effectively has a knock-on effect on what I do and, and how mm. I work. And my job's very taxing, for want of a better cliche. Pun intended. Oh, exactly, <laughs> so definitely. Um, and... So mentally, I, I used to suffer with a lot of brain fog and kind of confusion if my diet was poor. And I found that if I changed my way, my way of eating and my, my patterns in eating, my diet and my, my whole kind of exercise regime, that I've managed to eliminate that, that, that kind mm. of the negatives of that. So I'm a bit of a low-carb girl, a bit of a high-protein and, and veg, and I know what works for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what doesn't work for me, and my weakness right now is a bit, a bit coffee gelato, um, and then I'm in real trouble because I'll eat the whole <laughs> pot. Um, so I'm not certainly not perfect, and I certainly have you know the odd bad day, but I've got to that stage now where I know what's working for me, and I think it's key for me to get the best performance out of my job and my work mm-hmm. that I have to eat sensibly, and that's the difficulty when you work from home. You can end up eating erratically and not exercising because you've got up in your gym jams and you you know, kind of have a coffee, grab a bit of toast, uh, and then you have something at 11 o'clock, and then you eat at 3 o'clock instead of having a dedicated lunch. Yeah. And I think you can be really in danger of, of sort of slipping into, uh, you know, a it not being as productive as it could be. Mm. And it's that whole not getting out of the house thing as well. That's the one thing that I have to try and schedule things I need to do, like go to the post office or go yeah. to the bank, just to actually force myself to go for the walk, even though I love it when I'm out there and I listen to my podcast and everything else. I'm, you know, I always have other things I could be doing, and, and it makes it hard to sort of tear myself away. You you said earlier on in that um, section, something switched for you in the last year. Was there yeah. something that particularly made that happen? And can you identify what that was? Or yeah, sort of I can. Yeah, I mean, for me, in, in tax, um, it's very much, um, it's, a, it's a really very mentally demanding um, job. 
And January is always inevitably our worst time of year. We get to the 31st of January and obviously trying to get to the filing deadline, it's almost like you hit a brick wall and you just, your energy levels, everything mentally, you're exhausted. And, it, and for me, I'd really hit that brick wall where I think my relationship was starting to suffer. Everything was suffering because I was just working so hard. Yeah. And I realized that I was, my health was suffering because of the stress levels of work. And I knew that I couldn't really change my work, but what I could do was change myself and how I adapted to stress. And something just switched, and I got a personal trainer in February earlier this year who was a bit of a, a coach as well as a personal trainer. And I was just like, right, I need to get in shape. I need to change my mindset. And I just, but I wasn't sure how or what. Mm. So I started to sort of just teach myself techniques of just, you know, 10 minutes of calm a day or, more breathing or all the things I kind of knew at the back of my mind I should be doing I actually started to implement them I thought okay I need to change Um, Mm. and little by little I am where I am now I'm able to be fit and healthy and do my job and a hell of a lot better I I won't say I'm looking forward to January but I think I'll be able to cope with it better this year yeah and as you say it's that bit about once you start to see some results whatever those results may be with the things that you're doing, it's much easier to continue with them, isn't it? Sure, you can't. It's just, um, yeah, a roller coaster, so to speak. You just start unhealthy eating, and you start to feel good. You start to take your vitamin Bs. You feel amazing. You've got all this energy, and then if you go and have a white bread sandwich, you're like, oh, I feel rotten. So you lose habits really quickly yeah. if you have the right mindset. So if you have a positive mindset, I think you have to have an end goal. My end goal was right. I've got to feel mentally healthy. I've got to feel good about myself I've got to feel um happy um so all those things that were creating a little bit of a negative feeling I was like uh-uh they've got to go you know, kind yeah. of big line through um and it's just forming habits and I don't think you need to work with million psychologists to do it I think you just have to be really conscious of habits that you've formed and mm-hmm. the ones that make you feel positive and the ones that make you feel neg- negative if that yeah. makes sense I was reading something the other day, I think it's from the book The One Thing, and it was talking about how habits are formed through sort of little pockets of self-discipline. People sort of think that successful people are are like really disciplined 24-7 sort of thing, and and it was making the point that that isn't necessarily the case. It's just about having enough discipline to do that one thing and to do that one thing on a regular basis to the point it then becomes a habit, and then you don't need the self-discipline because you just do it, and then you know you use the discipline for something else sort of thing which I thought was really interesting I think that's really true because I'm a very creative person at heart and I'm not a, I'm not a what, what people would assume of accountants as being left brain I'm actually not and I'm very kind of flippant and flamboyant and so it's kind of strange to me to have such discipline but it isn't this it's a discipline that forms a habit mm. and then once you've got the habit it just becomes part of your life and you can do things easier with more clarity you just you can almost like you can churn work out better because your brain's in the right place, you're in the right mindset, mm. rather than it feeling like a chore. Whereas I think if you don't, if you're doing it without that sort of mindset or without forming the habit, things can become a chore and effort. If that makes yeah. sense. It's interesting you say that because people, I think, would quite often think that I don't do uh, detail, for example, for very much the same reason you just. Said, which is that sort of outgoing um, I'm, I can be quite flippant too <laughs> yeah. but that you know real sort of 
smiley, happy, flippant, just, you know, enjoy yourself type style. And yes, I am very much about detail, you know, to the point of sadness, (laughs) particularly around getting organized and things like that. But as you say, that isn't the same as that sort of personality that people would see. So it's interesting that that you say that, because I think in some ways by creating those, as you say, that discipline, those habits and and that that detail of stuff happening, it, it frees you up to have that more yeah. sort of flamboyant <laughs> the flamboyant lifestyle never quite sort of sounds quite what I mean but <laughs> yeah but no that's exactly yeah. the thing it does create it gives you the energy to be yourself and have your personality mm. you know, shine mm. and 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 be the person you want to be rather than having to focus on things that don't come naturally to you mm. Mm. so I mean I like when if I'm with, sitting with you know I won't lie if I'm sitting with one of the guys in the office and they've read some legislation that they think is really exciting and they're reading it and I go yeah yeah just tell me what it means you know just just kind of get to the chase tell me what you're trying to tell me tell me quickly I don't have time in my brain or to engage and listen to all the small bit and I'm a bit like that with tax legislation it doesn't excite me reading all the kind of small print and the different sections and so on yeah what comes naturally to me is the kind of let's get to the point let's can you, can't you? Can you do it this way? Can you do it that way? If not, great, move on. I will yeah. then divulge into the kind of legislation and look at the small print. And I think some people get off on that, but that's just not me. I know exactly what you mean. My husband tries to explain things to me. He's an Oracle developer, so he's quite sort of, you know, techie and what sort of thing. And he'll start explaining things and I'll be going, I don't need all the explanation. Just tell me what yeah. I need to do. Just tell me, yes. <laughs> and my clients are like that with me. They don't want to know what piece of legislation affects them. I don't care section numbers. They go, Faye, just tell me what to do. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just give me the advice that I need. And that's, and that's what they want to hear as well. So, yeah. um, which is probably why I get on quite well with most of my clients, I hope, um, is because I have that same sort of mindset. I don't want to, you know, concentrate too much on the detail. I want to focus on what gets the results and what's mm. important. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. So you talked about... Um, Mindfulness, and you've already, talk, you've already talked about spending some time thinking about breathing during the day to sort of, you know, calm things down. What else do you do to relax? It's, I guess, something that you probably think about, you know, from what you've told me already. Yeah, sometimes I don't get to relax, but um, generally <laughs> speaking, weight training for me, my two personal training sessions, as much as it's really tough, at the moment I'm deadlifting 80 kilos and I'm working towards 100, um, and that's really tough and it's really tough on your body, but it's also really amazing on your mind because you cannot think of anything else. You're in the zone where you're just pushing your body to its limits. And even though it's not physically relaxing, it's mentally relaxing because your brain can't think about anything else and you just switch off. And I just do it untold. And he says to me, do this, do this, and I just do it. Mm. And so that's really relaxing. I also sing. Um, and so do, do I. Lessons, do you? <laughs> oh, great. That's my relaxation. When you were and saying uh, switch up, switch off, I don't know what sort of singing you do. I do choral singing, and I will say you can't think of anything other than yeah, what you're doing when you're exactly. singing. Exactly. And you're yeah. singing, and also you're engaging your breathing. There's, you know, you've got to get deep into your breath. You're, yeah. there's, there's a lot of focus, and you're thinking about the words, you're thinking about the sound, you're thinking about the, the vowels, and, and everything when you're singing. Again, there's no place to think of anything else. Mm. And also, it's so deeply relaxing and enjoyable if you make a nice sound. It's mm. a good mm. feeling, even if you're singing in the bath. I mean, I have lessons, but it's a good feeling, I think, to sing. I think that's incredibly relaxing. And, and when I play my music in the house, it has to be full on. It's, it will be so loud, so I can yeah. sing along to it and not be heard. Yeah. And I find that relaxing. So I, 
I probably, although the mindfulness is, is subconsciously there, I'm conscious that my mind has the power to, to choose, make its choices. Mm. I don't like silence. So, and I don't like quiet tranquility and stillness. So, for me, relaxation needs to be something where my brain switches off, but where I'm still active. Absolutely. That's why I, I'm struggling with the concept of meditation and why I don't want to do yoga, even though I know they ought to be things it, that I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> well, they both freak me out, actually. Yoga, I find, kind of looking around the room, okay, what's next? Uh, what, where do I put my leg now? I, and I kind of can't concentrate. I can't get into the zone. And there, I don't have a zen within me that kind of... Is, it wants to zen into the yoga, yeah. and, and I find meditation a bit strange and a bit alien. Someone once said to me today, once you should um, maybe you should meditate, and that just freaked me out. I thought, whoa, I've got to start sort of singing phrases out. That's just gonna that freaks <laughs> me out. But actually, meditation can be anything. It could be throwing a tennis ball against the wall and catching it repetitively, mm. and mm. that's quite meditative. And that would be more my meditation is some, doing something repetitively or a jigsaw puzzle where you're just focused on something small and something specific mm. i guess that's yeah. what meditation is yes yeah. yeah yeah exactly so what about um learning and in improving yourself you you sound like you're um sort of on the lookout for these things the sort of things that you're telling me sound like the sort of things that i research as well so i guess you're probably reading and and trying to find things out on a regular basis what, how, what do you do to to improve yeah. uh, i mean i'm very open-minded so you can give me i, I want to learn anything new I, I like the idea of stretching my brain not in terms of more education but more knowledge and power and more and I think it will help to improve strength of character and kind of your own emotional intelligence so that's probably more important and I I don't read a book and go right that's it I'm going to follow that rule I tend to absorb things when I don't realize I'm and then amalgamate all my own different rules that I've created from all these different sources and learn from bits in piecemeal, if that makes any sense. Mm, mm. Um, and that, and inspiration-wise, so I'm, if I'm inspired by somebody's story, uh, whether it's a sports person, um, an artist, whatever it might be, I will take something from that, probably subconsciously, and develop off the back of that. So it, it, for me, it's inspiration. If I'm inspired by something, someone, even Pinterest, I mean, I'm learning, you know, I love Pinterest, it's, it's my obsession, actually, um, because I create a, boot, a mood board and all the things you know that inspire me, but yeah. actually I learn from that as well. I learn, you know, visually I'm learning things. But I think everything you learn from, if you just open your mind to it. Mm-hmm. So, what about um, particular books or films or you mentioned music? Do yeah. you have any that you'd recommend for the listeners? Um, oh, well, I'm a bit of a fantasist, so I don't read anything academic or intelligent. I, I'm a bit creative, so I, for me it's. Um, imaginative stories or action romance comedy anything like that um, I, I very rarely read unless it's the occasional business book um, one book I read um, not so long ago was More Balls Than Most um, I think that's um, Laura Morgan Laura it? Morgan brilliant I loved it I loved her balls mm. loved her attitude um, not many books would I read I've, I've got um, the Sheryl Sandberg leaning on my iPad I keep threatening to read it but it's, it's it's a lot of effort to read a book, but I've heard so many good things and you know, I want to read um, like that. But yeah. for me, I'd rather turn the la- music up loud in my downtime. I'm a, I like country music, so I'd, I'd turn that up as loud as I can and just get in, you know, into my zone. Uh, yeah. But if I do go on holiday, that's the time when I read a book. I'll read sort of a Grisham or something, you know, other crime thriller or something like that. Because 
there is, I think there's a lot of learning to be done there. You learn about you know, legal systems, albeit a lot of them in the US, but you learn a lot from books. And also I might read business books. Um, but I would say nothing springs to mind as being something I would recommend other than losing yourself in whatever it is that you enjoy. Yeah. So the music yeah. and film. I mean, when I watch film, it's very visual for me. I just sit and switch off and I get engrossed in something because it's not... I'm not having to think or do, whereas reading a book, I'm thinking and doing, and yeah. that strikes me as effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see see that. I do lots of reading, and I do spend time making notes, thinking, oh, that would be good for my newsletter, and, and going off to Evernote to make a note about what it was I read, and as you say, um, that then creates a bit of work <laughs> out yeah. of that pleasure. I, I don't do write... that when I'm reading storybooks, though. <laughs> yeah, I used to write music when I was younger and there was something kind of really exciting about that you kind of take things from you're inspired by something and you just write words down or poems and I mean they're all rubbish but there's again it's that you kind of you learn from things you absorb things and then you get it on paper or you sing it or hum it whatever it is Um, Mm. and I guess that's what what how I learn yeah yeah So on the um, further topic of recommendations, we talked about uh, some of the um, tools that you use, uh, Outlook and the notes and the tasks. Are there there any other tools or apps that you'd recommend? Yeah, we use, um, in the office, we use something called Salesforce, which is an online platform. Um, It's actually a sales CRM platform, and we use it as our central database, and it is um, online-based. So all of our softwares that we use are online-based, so web-based, so that we can have access anywhere, and that means that it gives us all, me and, the, and my, the, the rest of staff, the opportunity to work from home or elsewhere at any time um, with sort of instant access. Now, at Salesforce, I can get on my phone. I've got instant data on it, so I really love it as mm-hmm. an app if you're using. So whether it's Salesforce or something equally similar that, that has sort of business, your business data at fingertip, because there's, there's nothing worse than you're out and about and you need something really quickly on a phone, and you can't get access to it, you know, by yeah. a client. Um, Pinterest is my other one, as I said, because that's there's a lot of visual release there, and it kind of gives me a lot of inspiration, goals, um, even down to recipes. I think, oh, God, that looks really good. I want to cook that. Or yeah. um, pictures of people in the gym, and think, right, I want, I want to do those, I want to do that, or something. So Pinterest is a, a, a very good app for me because it clears my, my mind and gets all my ideas out there visually. Yeah. Um, t- we have a tax app that we use, and we, we've got our own one, um, which gives us all the tax rates. So for my, me and my job, I need that always. So if I'm out with a client and they want to, we want to look at different rates of tax for different things, at least I can refer back to that. That's pretty essential for what I do. Um, and Rightmove is my other favorite app because that gives me the inspiration. I love property. Yeah. And I love architecture, and it just gives me the inspiration to want to achieve more and you know, get a bigger house. And you know, kind of, it, it helps me kind of focus in my. It's almost like my, looking at my dream houses. Yes. Um, yeah. And that kind of helps wire me and gets me working towards goals. It's interesting. People um, do share houses on Lightmove sometimes on Facebook and. I haven't really hadn't really thought about it before because there are people who I know aren't looking to move or they're sharing houses that aren't anywhere near where they you know are based. And now you say that, I guess they must be looking at it as you say for inspiration and and yeah. just you know sometimes nosiness 
yeah. um, and that's where it's coming from. I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that. Oh, you're just opening up a whole new realm for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a fine line between being what could be perceived as being envious of somebody else's home, which I would say I'm not, but it's more about I love that. Right, that's it. I want to work really hard because I love that that home. I love the idea of mm. that fountain in the hallway or whatever it might be. Yeah. And so my mind goes into this, okay, well, what do, I have, what do I have to achieve in life to get a fountain in the hallway? And rather than I want what they've got and feeling bitter about it, it's really yeah. about, gets gets me quite, quite excited. I think, okay, I really want something like that. I want a garden that size or I want, um, and it, it's not just because it's, it's, so therefore work is not driving me or money's not driving me to work so much. But there is still, you know, a goal of like, yeah, I want a bigger house, nicer house. I want, you know, I want something I'm quite quite tactile, I want things, I want touchable things, I want tangible things. Mm. Um, so I'm a bit of a child like that. Um, and I'm a bit of a dreamer as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think there's no harm in that. Yeah, I'm going to often check out that at that site myself. Yeah. Um, so so um, we talked at the beginning about a morning routine. Do you, do you have an evening routine? You talk about, you know, work finishes full stop, which yeah. clearly is the beginning of the, the evening. Do you then do um, certain things as far as, sort of calming down for, for ready to sleep and that sort of thing or is it just you know whatever happens that evening slightly I'm slightly a bit mishmashed in my evenings if I want to eat out I'll eat out if I want to eat in I'll eat in if I don't want to eat I won't eat <laughs> um so it's very much how I feel but when I do get home the phone kind of goes upside down on the hall room table I mean I check it occasionally because it's my work and my personal phone are the same I couldn't deal with two phones so I do, you know, just kind of look at it. But I won't look at my emails because my emails will only ever be work-related. But I'll you know, check my texts or whatever. Um, I've also got a kitten, so I love to come home to my little kitten. That's, he gives me a lot of pleasure. Um, I guess that home for me is downtime. So whatever that might be, whether that's a bath or whether that's um, watching TV and to, to, to a point where I go to like a zombie. I have certain rules. So I won't put my mobile phone on charge in my bedroom and I don't have a TV in my bedroom because I think the bedroom and sleeping is for, well, it's for two things, the bedroom. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, and so I like that to be a zen. So it's a very, very neutral zen. There's, I even have my, my majority of my clothes in another room. It's a very tranquil space so that when I go to bed, I'm in that zone. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm in the lounge, it's a TV room. Um, and I, we, we don't eat in the lounge, for example. I, I prefer to eat at the table. So it, I guess there's slightly discipline, but they're subconscious disciplines. And they're just the yeah. way I live my life and the way I like to to live. Mm. So things become quite separate. So yeah. eating is a, a, a mealtime. We sit and have dinner at the dining table. Watching TV, watching a film is in the lounge, in comfort, lights down, candles on, and bed is bed. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I do try to like not look at internet or you know the computer, or the phone too close to bedtime. I think it is quite distracting. Yeah. I used to have yeah. a Sudoku habit, and also the other one with the Candy Crush yeah. on the phone. And I used to do I that before that bed. Oh, it's <laughs> awful because in the middle of the night you find your head's moving red bits, yellow bits, and you're kind of moving these pieces around your head, laying in bed, and thinking, "Oh my god, this has got to stop." So I went through real cold turkey, having to get rid of the the candy crush phase. Um, and so now it's a, yeah, <laughs> and now it's a total computer light free zone. Lovely. So what about if things don't go right for you during the day? What 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 happens then? How do you deal with those sort of uh less yeah. good times? And I think simply I would just 
start the next day as as a separate one, as, as a new day. Mm. I, I tend to not dwell on what's happened yesterday. I tend to just deal with it. Okay, that was yesterday. There's nothing I can do about that. So tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow I'll, I'll be great. Um, it might be diet. It might be I haven't got stuff done. Whatever it might be, there's always things at the end of the day. I think today was really not you know, a great day. Um, just so just make, make the next day count. Make the next day a better day. Yeah. Um, uh, and I tend to live by that. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think because sometimes as well it's just sort of acknowledging that it was a bit rubbish and that that isn't going to carry on. So, and yeah, you know, that's okay. Past, sort of thing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that it, the rest of your life's going to be rubbish. It's just it's just a bad day and you just mm. have to go, it's fine. I'm, I'm like everybody else that's just having a bad day. It's perfectly acceptable that this went wrong. You know, I cried or this happened or whatever it might be. Um, just move on the next day. Just a fresh pair of eyes will, it will see things. And sleep always helps. Yeah. Sleep it off and then the next day you see things with clarity. Same mm. as when you're working or put on a project and if it's not going right, just stop. Walk away from it and then come back to it later or the next day um, because you'll make yourself ill trying to do something that your brain's not in the mindset of. And I used to do it. I used to get in a panic and get very stressed out and very almost hyperventilating about a job that needs to get done it's very urgent it has to be done right now and then that was again when my mindfulness came in I thought this is ridiculous I'm punishing myself nobody else is doing this to me it's me doing it to myself um, and I think you just have to learn to go I don't want to do that anymore okay I can't deal with it now or it's gone wrong okay tomorrow I'll correct it I'll sort it out so it's quite pragmatic yeah, yeah. so on a day when you do end the day knowing you've had the chance to live more and that's when I talk about you doing the things you want to do not the things that you have to do or that you feel that you should do what have you done what's that day look like I've probably ticked off something um, on my to-do list on one of them whether it's my goal list or my my dream list um if I know that if I've sort of punched the air and it's one of those yes I've just done it today I've probably finished something um, practical. It might have been we've ended at a HMRC inquiry. It might be work related. So I've got a closer letter, closing letter from an inquiry. And I feel really good about that from the, from the point of view of the clients. You know, there's no more hassle. Or it may be that I have just seen or done something that I really wanted to do and that I've, I've enjoyed it. Or it could be, um, it could be yeah, some I've painted the lounge that I said I've been wanting to do for weeks. Um, it, it's normally a tick in the box. If I know that I can almost cross something out, tick the box, or delete it, then that, that for me is a good day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, we've come to the end of the interview. It's been really enjoyable and um, uh, interesting how uh, many things we had similar sort of views and experiences with. Thank you. <laughs> so it's been really enjoyable speaking to you, Faye. So how can people find out more about you and, and connect with you? Well, I'm on Twitter. That's another one of my favourite apps, um, which I do actually dip in and out of, but I am there, um, at Tax and Tea. Um, and strangely enough, I don't like tea, so I don't know how that came about. But I, I have a huge collection of vintage china teacups, so um, that's where the sort of the tea element came in. Yeah. Um, my firm is Fuse Accountants, um, and I'm a partner there. And I'm now building my own um, website, which is Faye Watts. Dot com and that will feature lots of sort of different articles that I'm writing. I've just interviewed um, an IFA, um, trying to do a, a bit of a profile on women in finance as well. So um, I can be found also on LinkedIn. So, brilliant. Yeah, anyone's welcome to connect with me. 
That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. Are you a home-based coach or consultant feeling like you need a bit of help? Our Power to Live More Calm membership is designed to meet you where you're at with the help you need in the moment so you can get unstuck, move forwards and get stuff done. You might think this sounds too good to be true or maybe wondering how it would fit with how you work and run your business. Why not have a no-obligation chat with Jo to see how she can help you? All you need to do is go to powertolivemore.com slash calm call. Use your power to live more.